soon as you asked, I was like, yes. Dude, yes, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this worked <laughs> out because one of my things is that I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm pretty good at interviewing people. I've done it before and I'm a good conversationalist, mm-hmm. but I want to have somebody on that's a talker. You right. Know? You're a freaking talker. <laughs> what? I've never heard that before. So, so that's like the the first handful of people that I reached out to to do this. Um, they're all very very talkative. Sweet. Somebody that I can go back and forth with a lot. We can jump around to all sorts of different stuff. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I wish I had your your baseball knowledge so I could converse in that, but I don't. That's and that's <laughs> totally fine. I I wanted to, and this is perfect timing for this too because mm. I wanted to do an NFL segment. Are we Are we good, Joe? Oh yeah, we're good. Um, okay. I need I need to start off and just say that while I live in Michigan, my only experience with the NFL, and this is for both of you, but mostly you because of the jersey you're wearing. <laughs> my first ever NFL game was at Lambeau Field, Lions nice. versus Packers. You can't have a better first game than that. No, yeah, <laughs> it's hollow ground. So if you remember, I think it was three years ago. Now there were the two. It was it was one season, and both times that the two teams met ended in a really, really long touchdown pass mm-hmm. that was super controversial. So that was, would have been 14 or 14, because that was the Hail Mary. Was that the Hail, it, Hail, it would Hail been, Mary? It would have been the year after that, actually. Stop it. There was no failure there. That was the only <laughs> was failure, failure was the defense on the, there. On the referees <laughs> as well. They, they touched Rodgers' yes. face mask. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was talking about the Seahawks. Oh, when, that the, one. That, yeah, shut up, Mary. Let's not talk about that one. You're bringing up bad <laughs> oh, memories. Oh, we're getting touchy right Touching a nerve. That. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my only, uh, only real NFL experience oh man that's that's one of the obviously i'm a, i'm slightly very biased, biased. but from uh I, I've, I've been to a bunch of different stadiums i mean the atmosphere and the fandom at green bay is it's it's different it, it is different um and and the, the thing that i really like especially being detroit to detroit as many times as i have i mean everybody there is welcome for the most welcoming sure. to other fans um you know, in all in all, you have a good experience where, you know, Detroit, on the other hand, they're usually fighting each other right. and then they're fighting yeah. the other fans. Yeah. And <laughs> they're, they're like the, the Buffalo Bills fans of the Midwest, yeah. except they're not as good as the my, Buffalo my Bills. My stepbrother's a, a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I'm just like. Shout out to Bills Nation. Shout out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I got to rag on him a, a lot. Um, you know, Josh Allen and his terrible flossing and whatnot. Oh, so. <laughs> hey, Josh Allen is one of my uh, fantasy quarterbacks right now. Okay, so. okay. Hey, by the way, really bummed I missed the draft. I, uh, you know, I think this would have been our sixth year together. Yep. I've been in it. I think I came in the second year that you started doing it. I and... thought you were one of the originals. Me and Chris were talking about that Saturday yeah, night at the draft. Yeah, it was. It was either the because fir- the first year you guys did something. The first year, I think it was super. It was very laid back. A lot of guys weren't even. Caitlin doing it. was in there, and she drafted three kickers. Yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> you I weren't was in not that one. Okay, that. so it was so the second year. I was okay, in the second year. And uh, yeah, really bummed. I here's the thing: I'm working a job. I got a brand new baby. Yeah. I'm doing the podcast. Dude, I'm I playing get baseball. I needed to drop a hobby. I saw you're <laughs> you're you're playing baseball. So tell yes. me about that. I'm playing in the International Baseball League of West Michigan, formerly okay. known as the Mexican League. It's been around for 30 okay. years in Grand Rapids. Um, I got started in it last summer. Uh, I I'm a big baseball guy. Mm-hmm. I I I couldn't tell. Was good enough to play in college. Did not play in college because I was stupid. Me and, and football. Yeah. I get it. So I feel you. Um, and I I played all sorts of travel ball growing up. And so it's always been you know football is my favorite sport to watch. Mm-hmm. Baseball is my first love. And sure. it's it's the it's the sport that I'm best at. I was yeah. not a great football player, but I was <laughs> a really good baseball player. 
So I uh, I was at a gas station in Jenison on my way home from something on a Sunday, and I just sure. bump into this random dude wearing a baseball jersey, like, like not not like full baseball uniform, uh-huh. and he's like in his like late thirties, and I'm like, I, and I like pull out of the parking lot, and I'm like, I'm gonna go back and talk to that dude. So yeah. I like I'm on uh, Baldwin uh, out by Jenison, that speedway out there. Mm-hmm. Pull out come right back in park right next to him walk up to him just com- completely awkward like i'm stalking this guy There's nothing awkward about no, this incredibly weird and so i get i i i walk up to him and i'm like hey are you playing baseball or softball because i don't want to play softball yeah he's like no i'm playing baseball i play in an international league uh, i'm like here here in grand rapids and i'm and in my mind i'm thinking like oh my god it's this like international league like that sounds like very professional yeah yeah uh it, they 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 called it the international league because it was the mexican league for 20 years and then they realized that <laughs> people weren't showing up because they thought that you had to be mexican to play this is not league. pc <laughs> yeah i get it okay <laughs> so they changed the name so i was like hey let me grab your number i really want to play and so he te- he texted me his number he's like hey we're playing at at uh sullivan field in grand rapids oh. at like a certain time this sunday so I just showed up in street clothes, but I brought, <laughs> but I brought all my stuff. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm just, let's just see what happens. So I get there and I meet the coach, the guy that kind of runs the team and stuff. Yeah. He's like, hey, can you catch? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is my shot, but I haven't caught since I was, I caught a little bit in high school, but I tore my ACL. So I really moved away from that. Yeah. So I really haven't caught much since I was like 12 or 13 years old. So I just lied to his face. I was like, yeah, man, I can catch. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do. He's like, he's like, well, here's the deal. We've got nine guys here. Our catcher is 300 pounds and it's 90 degrees. <laughs> out. We could use some help. I don't care how good you are. So my my like preconceived notions of this league being super professional, it's it it's very competitive, but yeah. there is like a beer league element to yeah, it. So yeah. it's a great mix. It's it's pretty competitive. A lot of beer league stuff. Mm. So a lot of fun. So that anyway, fantastic. I played five games last season. We were not very good. And then uh, Froy, the the guy that runs it, mm-hmm. he, uh, I was like, hey, I got some buddies of mine that I could probably recruit. You know, you, your your team's a little gray. Like, can, can we bring in some? Do you is going it okay? with the old man approach? Okay. He's like, and he's like, you know, a lot of these guys, it's really tough to get them to show up every week. It's frustrating. If you want to bring some new guys in, knock yourself out. Yeah. So I spent the off season just hey reaching out to old buddies of mine that I used to play with and um and there are a handful of guys that I just ta- see see at the gym like that I kind of knew I was like hey do you know anybody that plays baseball and he's like yeah I played D two in college I was like hey we should talk <laughs> like <laughs> I got a couple guys that way and uh, huh. a really good friend of mine Lucas from high school I played shortstop he played third base yeah and our our parents are really good friends we had kind of lost touch I reach out to him he lives ten minutes from here. And no kidding. I was, I was like, you want to play some ball? He's like, hell yeah, I want to play some ball. So he showed up and our parents were like hanging out at the side. I'm like, my God, is this 2011 <laughs> again? What's going on? So anyway, long story short, it, it's so much fun. I'm having a blast. We play on it looks Sundays like it. here in I Grand mean, You had the uniforms and everything. I was really yeah, impressed. I was yeah. like, man, that looks so, that looks really good. We're kind of the opposite. I, it was, baseball was what I always wanted to play. I don't particularly enjoy watching it i just sure. i would much rather play it you know yes. if, I, if i'm going live to a game that's one thing i can't do it on tv you know playoff start different story I'll, I'll watch that but even the playoffs are four hours long they are and there's so much time in between pitches like i right. get it i under i totally understand why like the casual fan it's tough yeah. to and know. it is and, and it was one of those sports that growing up you know there was no structure around the teams it was always you know hey we'll tell you in practices and it's week of and 
nobody knows what's going on and so mom being a business owner it's like we just we can't swing this there's yeah. no structure i can't you know i can't reliably get you there so football was was my thing and uh so that i was i was better at and you know i, I still enjoy i'll play softball i don't care like yeah. if, if it's competitive let's do it yeah, you know for sure uh not particularly good you know i can hit it when it goes far when I hit it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but outside when you it, square it up, it's when it, I hit it. That's exactly. the difference. <laughs> I've always been a contact hitter my whole life, and for whatever reason, I've been striking out a lot more mm-hmm. this year. But I've been hit with a lot more power too. Right. Like the last two games, both games, I've been about ten push-ups away from hitting a home run. <laughs> I've never been a home run hitter before. Yeah. But I'm starting to get some pop behind it. I just I have to kill it. It is what it is. It's the same when I you know I'm a avid bowler have been but you know i gotta i gotta murder those pins there is no uh there's no touch on that like yeah. <laughs> i'll know? be honest with you bowling of all the sports in the world and i've played just about all of them yep uh i hate bowling <laughs> i cannot stand bowling i i can't enjoy bowling when i'm drinking like <laughs> i can relate see I, it's bowl- so hard for me i i i don't do bowling outside of competitive like you know i don't go out to enjoy bowling like, yeah i i want to beat the shit crap out of the guy you know yeah. I, I i'm i'm against and that's i'm competitive at whatever it is and bowling i enjoy For you sure. know it's a, it's a good time to go out and grab some drinks it it does get pricey but outside yeah for of that, sure you know I, I enjoy is, it that is true are, are you originally from Grand Rapids? I, I've known you for like six years, mm-hmm. but I really don't know much about you. No, so um, always Southwest Michigan. I, I was born in Grand Rapids at the hospital, sure. if that counts. However, uh, grew up in the South Haven, Grand Junction area, kind of the you know little hick town over there. And um, grew up most of my life in, in South Haven, went got to high school in South Haven and then uh, ultimately transferred to another, you know, small town in Allegan. Okay. Um, so graduated there, went to college at Saginaw Valley. Um, Shout out to the Cardinals. That's right. Lived, lived there for <laughs> five years. And then it was just one of those situations, you know, where do we want to raise a family at? For sure. You know, dad, dad's over here. Mom was here. No, she, she left right after high school. So <laughs> Excuse that, but the rest of the family is here, um, you know, and of course now we've got kids and whatnot, so it's very convenient. My wife's an only child. She's Allegan born and raised, gotcha. so that's uh, kind of where we're at. If I had my way, we probably wouldn't be here, but sure, sure. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's a good place. We're out in Caledonia now, yeah. and uh, um, good area, good schools. I mean, every decision now is, is about the kids. You know about that. Yes. So, yes. You know, that's where we're at. Yeah. You got two little girls too, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I love it. Never thought I would be a... Girl dad. Never thought I would be. I mean, <laughs> you know, and Ashley will tell, tell the story too. I, 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 was, I was a miserable person <laughs> through, the, through the pregnancy and I regret it still to this day. I'm just like, you know, I, I was the boy. I got to have a boy first. Right. Uh, he's got to be the protector of the family. Yeah. Plus I want to do, you know, the football and do all that. And who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have, wouldn't have been into that. That's sure. fine. Yeah. But, you know, uh, just, you know, they always tell, tell, tell about that women's intuition and she felt she was having a boy hundred percent. So we okay. had name picked out. It's going to be a boy. And then of course she wants to go get the early reveal and find out what it is. And, right. uh, it's a girl. And, and I kind of was like, oh, kind of let go of her hand and she could tell. And I was just like, oh crap, I screwed up. What? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and what, you know, first time you hold her, you're just like, your world changes. I mean, for sure. Couldn't couldn't be happier. Absolutely loved it. We knew we were going to have more anyway. So, second one comes and 
does the same things. We get we get an early test, and I think we did the blood test that time. Okay. Waiting on results, and she comes in and wakes me up out of a dead sleep at 6 in the morning. I'm, I, I, I do not function that early. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> hey, uh, got the results. Okay. <laughs> they emailed them. Okay. <laughs> Roll over, and it's a girl. Okay. Roll back over, go back to sleep. <laughs> Didn't even want to talk about names, nothing for like two weeks. Uh, I was just like, God dang it. And, 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 and I still, like I said, I feel awful about it to this day because I couldn't be happier. I absolutely love being a girl dad. I was the guy that's like, nope, not going to be wrapped around the finger, no chance. There's nothing I won't do for him. There's, yes. it, it's too bad. <laughs> um, but it was just one of those things like we had joked from the beginning, twins running on my wife's side of the family. So... You know, we, we joked about it forever and, you know, my luck's going to be, we're going to have girl, girl. And I told her the most we'll have is three. Mm-hmm. I do not want to go over And three. then you get twins on that That's third what batch. I told her and I oh, joked about boy. it forever. And then we have girl, girl. And I'm like, oh, oh like, <laughs> do we goodness. try for a third or do I, you know, play with fire here and Good see Lord. if it happens? And Good her cousin Lord. just had twins. And I'm like, once I saw that, I'm like, I think I'm happy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and to me, uh, I, if money was a non-issue, I mean, I would have kids. I would have a bunch of kids. Yeah. But we're doing... They're expensive a, little buggers. They are. And yeah. we're doing a ton for them. We're putting a bunch of money away for them. And I'm just like, you know, if we have a third, that's more money we got to divert. That's probably a longer working... Yeah, I want to retire on time. I want to be able to enjoy my kids. And if they decide to have kids, my grandkids. And uh, I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. And, you know, uh, they're girls, so I will probably be paying for two weddings and whatnot. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like... What if I do have those twin girls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so everything comes back to that. But we have we have friends of ours who had three girls. And oh, boy. the uh their dad is a six foot four, bald, jacked, yep. manly man. Just you know, and he's got these three just sweet little blonde girls yeah. and they get pregnant again. Oh Lord. They go in for the ultrasound and they're having twin baby boys oh, oh okay all right well that's good you play a dangerous game when you play that oh I, my I, goodness i've got friends from high school they they were adamant they wanted a girl they had five boys and i'm yeah. just like no matter which way you go like do you keep playing that game and keep testing it yeah uh, for sure. and and you know what like i said i wouldn't change a thing and and i was kind of that same way like Tyler's a guy that's that doesn't show any emotion, doesn't cry. Now I've got two girls, and I'm like, like I'm watching a sad movie, and I'm <laughs> so choking up, crack. and I'm like, this is terrible. You know, oh <laughs> I'm, I'm just a big wiener now. It's so true. <laughs> you just they're, they're emotions that you didn't know they, they are. Had. Like Josie was born a month early, yeah, and so and my we girls were, were too. not expecting it. A little four pounder. Wow. And so yeah, my my uh, not to change this up. My so I had one four weeks early and one five. My five week was six seven, and Zoe was my my four week. She was seven seven. So oh, apparently okay. we just grow big babies. That's a big old They're baby like, for thirty six weeks. Yeah, you know how small yeah. Ashley is yeah. too. They're like, thank goodness you didn't go to term because it probably would have been a ten eleven pound baby. Yes. I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Continue. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, there were some complications too, and the the I, I do not recommend having a baby during a pandemic. No. It was just it was absurd. So there were. There's some things they saw in an ultrasound. They're like, you know, we're going to do another ultrasound. And the next one, they're like, yeah, it's fine, but we're going to do another ultrasound. There was something they were keeping an eye on. I'm not smart enough to understand any of this stuff. So uh, there is a 32-week ultrasound that was scheduled that they canceled because that was like in April when 
everything hit the fan and so we didn't have an ultrasound and then i i want to say it was like a week before josie was born chloe started having these like migraines that were just completely debilitating yeah and we couldn't get in to see doctor it was like she would like we would call and call and call Mm -hmm. hey you know we're having the symptoms like what's going on getting no answers not being able to get in and then like we we went up north for Chloe, uh, Chloe's sister's wedding mm-hmm. on, it was on the day before Memorial Day. We come back on Memorial Day. Her water breaks the next oh. day. Baby comes the next day at 36 weeks. It was just, it was a wild set of circumstances. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful. Now, just to ask you a question, I mean, were you able to be in the room and everything? I, I yes. heard, okay. Yeah. So there, yeah, we had heard those horror stories too. Yeah. Um, the one thing that, so this really sucked. They admitted her to the NICU just out of an abundance of caution. They just, yeah. they, there were some vitals that were a little bit low, like blood sugar and stuff like that. They were tracking after Josie was born. Yeah. So, uh, they put her in the NICU for a couple days and we, we could both stay as long as Chloe was still admitted. But the day after Chloe got discharged, Josie was still in the NICU mm-hmm. And their policy at that standpoint was only one parent per day yeah. could go into the NICU. Well, I'm, you know, she's breastfeeding. Yeah. And, you know, emotions, anxiety through the roof because of that. Yep. And so I'm like, I'm not going to go. You, you just go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, that was that was a crazy emotional time. And I don't know if you remember, but this was, so Josie was born on May 28th. Uh. June 1st, she's still in the NICU. That's when all those freaking riots were going on downtown. Yeah. Yeah. So, Good you know, Lord. leaving her that night was one of the most stressful things yeah. like I've ever done in my entire life. Lord, I, I can't imagine. I, we, we fortunately didn't deal, we had issues during the pregnancy. And then it's pretty funny. <laughs> the Zoe, my, my oldest, uh, we go in for, you know, a checkup and. You know, they do the, do the check and, hey, you're 100% effaced. And, and this is five weeks ahead of time. She's like, supposed to have an appointment next next Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was. I won't see you then. And apparently I, I, I went ghost white. I mean, just, wait, what? We're going to have a baby in a week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, there's a count. There's 40 weeks. Like, yeah, it's not, like it's this not is yet. not supposed to happen. <laughs> And and of course it did. She went in into labor. I mean, it's forty hours of just oh good lord misery. And uh, you know, she did awesome. She's gonna. She went to ten. She was like, I'm not doing epidural. I'm not doing epidural. And finally, they're like, you need to. Like, you have been pushing for three and a half hours. Like, you need to get some rest. Yeah. And and she's fallen asleep between contractions and of course my my oldest got my ginormous head so (laughs) she just could not get under the pelvic bone and uh you know i was adamant like we're not doing a c-section we're not doing a c-section i don't want to go through that i don't want to be worried about you being under like so much can go wrong and i mean anything can but I'm, i'm worried about her and the baby and and uh they said uh hey uh well you can try the vacuum vacuum assist or uh you can do the forceps and i was like Okay, take me through this. I don't want to do the forceps because that can just mess everything up. And um, they're like, well, the vacuum assist, uh, all we got to do is just get her, get her head under the pelvic bone. Okay, great. Her doctor's not here, so we don't have her advice to... Are, are, by the way, let me interrupt. Yeah, go Is ahead. the doctor ever there? No. No. <laughs> I mean, that's why you should get a midwife, anybody that yes. is worried about that. Just get one. Yep. <laughs> but... uh. She so we, we we do the vacuum assist. We're just like, okay, just gotta get it started. Well, it turns out I did not know this. I'm just in a panic. Like, let's get this baby out. And uh, 
Otherwise, we're going to C-section. There's no, yeah. no getting around it. Let's do it. Turns out it is uh, some interns that are, that are training, and they, instead of just guiding under the pubic bone, decide, I'm going to pull your baby out to, your sho- to her shoulders. And, of course, you know, the, the idea to get under the pelvic bone is so everything progresses naturally. Yes. And no, oh, no. Good Grade hell. four tear later, and uh, I did not know oh. that at the time. She's drugged up, and mm-hmm. I come back, and she's, <laughs> my wife, bless her heart, she's got a baby on one shoulder, and she's sitting chicken fingers and and just chowing down on the Mm. on the other hand because she can't feel anything well it looks like an absolute murder scene in there and i'm just like what the (laughs) like what what happened here and that was the worst just absolute worst car ride i've ever experienced in my life Mm -hmm. you hit the little tiniest bump and and just burst out into tears and i'm just like oh my god yeah so that that yeah as if having having a baby isn't hard enough yeah we kind of went through something similar with that on with claire and it yeah the same thing it's that's it's a nightmare never want to see that that again no that's the advantage of having a four pound baby though you don't do that right (laughs) right i I wish i grew smaller babies but (laughs) apparently that doesn't happen well my wife grew because i didn't you know i didn't do a whole lot of work one of my biggest pet thieves (laughs) is when i hear guys say that we're pregnant yeah. There's no I in team. There's no we in pregnant. That's what I say. Like, you're pregnant, and I got you there. Like, I throw let's, that around. Let, let, let's define our terms here. <laughs> like, you, you did, like, 10 seconds of work, the, you know. Right. <laughs> you did the one thing we think about for yeah. 24 hours. You, you, whatever the wife <laughs> you needs, carried you carried a baby nine months. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I'm so thankful that my kids look like my wife. <laughs> Same. Jo- Josie and Claire are so cute. Oh, yeah. And cl- ironically, Claire looks exactly like I did when I was a kid. Yeah. She was born with jet black hair. Mm-hmm. And Chloe's like, oh, she's going to look like me. And about two months later, it turned blonde. And yep. she's a little mini me running yep. around. So. Both my kids are. My, my oldest definitely resembles me as a kid. But my, my youngest is the spitting image of Ashley as a, as a kid. That's but, cool. Yeah, so we're like, oh, we, we each got, you know, as always, always been a daddy's girl, and, and Ellie, on the other hand, is definitely more of a, a mommy's girl. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's my wife said the same thing. She's like, I want a boy, because I want, I, want I want a mommy's boy, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want that, yeah, but, right, <laughs> you right. know. You got to toughen this kid up. Yeah, so you got, you got one kid, a, you know. Right. Uh, best friend of peace. But right. You got a best friend of peace. Yeah. And you got a wild card. But. Yeah. Well, and now my oldest is at that age where, you know, she told me today, uh, you can't be part of this. You're not on our team because you're not a girl. Ooh. Oh, OK. Well, Ooh. that hurts. <laughs> you used to be my friend. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad everyone's everyone's OK. I'm glad your family's doing well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Especially not seeing you as often as uh, anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. I miss, I, honestly, what I miss the most is talking smack on that Facebook oh, uh, God. group chat. That's I the still best. do it. That is the best. I still do it. I And, and I'm up to, uh, since you've, yeah, I'm up to championship four out of Good seven years. So. Good for you. Did I make it? I think <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah, you were in there last year. I was in the... I think I was in, you were in the, the top. semi-fine. I was in the top four, yep. and then I think I got I beat bit by the injury bug. And Ashley beat John. Oh, yeah. So On the Monday night game. The- yeah, that was great, because John was smashing her. And it was Zach Ertz that my wife had, and uh, John had Miles Sanders. Goes into OT. Miles Sanders getting the ball, getting the ball, getting the ball. Zach Ertz for the touchdown. Won by like .03 oh, points. It was ridiculously close. <laughs> So, you know, payouts uh, were great this year, yes, and, and good for you. I got to keep my trophy, and my wife gets to look at it every day, because it's right <laughs> at the top of my entertainment center. That is it's, so cool. Uh, I, I rub that in 
every day. I've been doing it since I got it back uh, on Saturday. <laughs> that's <laughs> a that's an interesting dynamic that you guys have because yeah. my wife couldn't give a shit about any sports whatsoever. Yeah. Like she does not care about like like she she actually does enjoy coming to baseball games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But she like NFL, NBA, yeah. it, like does not care at all about any of that. You see that quite often, and, and my uh, Ashley, for that matter, really wasn't into sports at all. Um, oh, so you got you together. got her into sports? You should yeah. write a book, bro. I mean, I'm a huge Packers fan, and uh, you know, seeing my passion for that, she started to get into it a little bit, and you know, she wasn't particularly interested at first, and she'd watch more and more games with me and start to understand more of what's going on, and then she was just like she that was like so when we first start we started dating in 2008 so she basically got to see like Aaron Rodgers rise yes. you know and yep. and just fell in love with with that and uh uh t- her first game was 2012 I want to say it was we went to that was the first year that I had bought tickets in a long time I I used to go to Lions Packers games I saw Brett Favre play at Lambeau you know and we booked way ahead of time because the only way to get tickets to Lambo is to get them secondhand. They there are there's a sixty year waiting list we're on for season tickets. That's wild. That's unbelievable. And uh so we we bought way ahead of the season. It was the first year that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. Um so you know we have these tickets and we're like, well this sucks. (laughs) You know? And uh so we're like we paid for it. We're going. Uh so we watched, you know, it was Matt Flynn and um Ended up winning twenty three twenty two on the on the last drive of the game. That's a good game to go. Yeah, to. and it was yeah. the it was December, and she hated that idea. She's like, "This is dumb. Why are we an outside team?" I'm like, "You got to understand, like, this is part of being a Packers fan. Right. Like, you got to go yes. to a cold game first. Yeah. That's that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Oh yeah, and and after you know being there live and seeing us pull off the the last second win. I mean, she just she could we go every year uh, to a couple games a year. Um, you know, we've done playoffs. We've done pretty much everything you can think of so this year really really sucks in particular with everything going on yeah for um sure. we oh, that's a bummer you probably had tickets to a game too not yet because so what i what i've discovered is you always wait till the week before the game and you will get the cheapest tickets um you know we i've spent because people have stuff come up and yeah. they need to dump them and stuff like that. They, they're yeah. they're the closest you'll get to face value yep um we've spent stupid amounts of money and i won't even go into that but i mean <laughs> we went to the homeowner opener a few years back against uh seattle uh, was I, that the fail mary play? no no they, that was in seattle so that 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 we oh, did not right. see yep yep um but we we went to the game and my wife actually suggested it and i was like no no i absolutely hate seattle i i don't want to see another fail mary like no screw seattle <laughs> uh they kind of had her number at that time yep. and, and she's like come on let's let's go to that one it's to, home be, opener. to be fair they had everybody in the nfc's they did. number at that point in time absolutely and and she's like we got to go to that one and i'm like okay let's let's just do it and uh, we beat the crap out of Seattle, which was great. But uh, the best part of that game was a night game. It was it was um, so it was the eight eight oh five or eight fifteen, yep. whatever it was, and prime time. Yeah, so we, I mean, we do the tailgate. We do it hard, and and we went. <laughs> you know, we were there at seven in the morning, setting up, cooking. You know, we bring the grill, we do nice. cornhole. You know, we bring all of it. Um, so we're 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 drinking all day, and uh, it takes me a, a lot to get even tipsy on it and i had been through like two-fifths of liquor at that time and i'm like let's go like we're gonna have a great time <laughs> and uh so i i we get into the stadium and uh verizon the verizon rep standing in there and and they're like hey we got this promotion running like uh all we need is you you know consent we'll we'll text you if you win 
And I'm looking at her and I'm like, lady, you don't understand. If I, I'm in sales, <laughs> I would not be talking to you if I was not drunk right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> and she's, you know, and so we, we do it. And, and I had two buddies with us and we're, uh, Three of the four of us had rides, and so we all got to sign up. So Ashley was pregnant with Zoe for the first time, and I, we lost, we lost, lost that. But anyways, so a- Ashley's pregnant with Zoe, and and she she hadn't been drinking all day, and we get a text message on her phone right before halftime, and they didn't tell us what the prizes were going to be or anything like that. And so she's like, "Hey, it's before halftime. Why don't you go down and claim this one?" Like, what if they have us come down on the field and do yeah, like one of the catch sure. a pass or yeah. something? And I'm like, okay, like I'll do it. And so uh, my buddies had left to go and get, go and get beer, and and we walk down there, and they're both standing there. And I'm like, hey guys, yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, we won too. I was like, no kidding. No. And it was it was a goodie bag of stuff. It was sure. um, like a, a really nice hoodie and one of those see through bags that's and all cool. the, all this cool stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's I'm I'm happy. Yeah, awesome. So. It's it's end of the third quarter. We're driving, and I get a text on my phone, and I look at Ashley, and I said, "I'm not going. Uh, we're driving. I, I'm I'm not doing that. All right. So if you want to go, by all means, go." And so she does, and she's gone for probably ten minutes. And I'm like, "That's that's kind of weird." And she comes back, and I see her walking up the aisle, and she's empty-handed, and she looks at me, and she's like, "We won!" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? We won uh, Thanksgiving sweet tickets to Green Bay versus Chicago no at Lambeau way. Field." Uh, so, for the night game. Yeah, for yes, the night game. because the Cowboys and the Lions play the, the two yep. earlier games. That's awesome. So we got to sit in a suite. We got to uh, meet uh, a couple former players and uh, unlimited Thanksgiving dinner. You got all the beer that you wanted. And it was that night was 33 degrees and pouring out. So good uh, one. To we're be in the sitting suite there and like, oh. awesome. And look then, at, you're probably sitting up there. Look at all these poor people. <laughs> down there. King of the castle. King of the castle. And, uh, you know, it was it was awesome. And, and I'll never be able to do that again. And they were free. So, you know, even better. But, you know, and then James Jones drops uh, the game winning touchdown in the end zone. So we won't talk about that. There's one Bears fan <laughs> in the in the whole yeah. uh, suite there. And, and she's quiet the whole game. Yeah. And then that happens, and she just goes off and let us all have it. I was like, I hate this woman. I'm going to oh, throw her out of, this, out of this balcony. Oh but, I mean, like I said, it's it's nothing we'll ever be able to. I mean, we looked up sweet tickets, and they're like 800 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's oh, okay, that's well, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, But, yeah, we, we've done a lot of cool stuff, and we, we, we try to travel, and, and especially lately we've been trying to travel to away stadiums because we've been to Detroit so many times. We've been yeah, to Lambeau. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this year was definitive we're going to tampa we're gonna watch aaron Rodgers, tom brady three and oh that's gonna be awesome oh yeah it would have been awesome but that's oh, you know yeah. not gonna happen <laughs> i'm so sick of all this covid crap oh me puke. too yeah i don't even want to get into it like uh, you need me to sign a waiver i'll go i yeah, don't, I don't sure. care like especially we're on the clock with jordan love in the wings like mm-hmm. i gotta go to games let right. me go to games right. <laughs> yeah. i'm selfish i don't care <laughs> Yeah, our baseball league, we all signed waivers at the beginning of the season. We had to wait until the stay-at-home orders were lifted because yeah. we use fields that are owned by the city. Okay. So all of our contracts are done with them, and they're like, look, we don't care what you guys do, but we legally can't let you guys onto these fields. Right. So what we were doing in May when you know this pandemic is yeah, yeah. in full swing is that we were going to abandon high school fields. Well, all the high school fields were abandoned because right. everything was shut down. Yeah. And, you know, I'd text 10 guys. I had a couple buddies of mine on other teams that would text 10 guys. We'd all show up. We'd be our own umpires and play baseball. It was great uh, for free, which was awesome. 
And so we've played an entire season. In the entire season, there's there's 10 teams, 10 to 12 guys per team, mm-hmm. a couple coaches, maybe 150 people, give or take, that are involved in the league. One person has tested positive, so they cancel game, that team's oh, game Lord. for that week, that one game. And then everything else has been fine. It's like there, there's, there's, there's no... Like, we heckle people that wear masks. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not... For sure. ...gonna tell anybody they're they're faking or whatever. I mean, if you're worried about it, great. Wear the mask. For sure. Don't get on my case, you know, and, and especially with with such low numbers on kids and whatnot, it's just like, you know, these, these are years that they're not gonna get back. Right. Um, now, I hope they, you know, are able to move it safely this spring and, and make it happen, but, you know, I, I feel for... You know, these kids that lost out on the end of their senior year yes. and, and all the stuff that we did, you know, for graduation and grad bash sure. and all that other stuff. And I don't want to get too much into this right now because yeah. I'm actually on Thursday. So this is episode one, by the way. I, hey, yeah, cheers. So uh, congratulations, Tyler. So so when this show becomes like Rogan and. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So you will be I'll able be Joey to. Diaz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be awesome. So. Um, on Thursday, my second guest is one of Rockford's assistant coaches nice. for football. So and I'm sure he's got a lot to say. Yes, we're going to go hard in the paint on him. Well, I'm, he probably from a – because this is going to be public. Yeah. So he might yeah, tone that's it true. down. I'm going hard in the paint on MHSAA because I don't have a dog in the hunt. Like, yeah. I – pandemic or not, I'm not going to a high school football game this right. fall. I, I, it, there's nothing – I'm not interested. Like, I love the sport of football. Yep. I don't have any relationships with any football programs in right. the area. I don't know any of the kids. I'm not going to just show up at a <laughs> random high school football. I've done it in the past. It's yeah. it's just kind of weird. And there's a bunch of kids and middle schoolers making out in the stands. And that's it's like, what, what are you doing it. here? Like You see the guys that are trying to relive their glory days coming 40 years old and wear their Letterman jackets. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, ah, I, I don't know. I can't do it either. Yeah, for sure. But I remember what it was like to be 17. Mm-hmm. And I remember how much i my senior year we went oh and eight like we were not good at football yeah Yeah. it was a it was a really we had a great senior class the year before yep and it was it was a very eye-opening experience i learned more about that one season than any other season that i've ever played in my entire life and it was you know those are the those are lessons that kids take throughout and they apply them in their lives yeah yeah and you're you've already robbed the sp- all of the kids that were playing spring sports, those seniors, you robbed them of that season. Yep. Now you're going to take football, just football, by the way. Yep. All the other sports are on, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Don't Makes get sense. me started about how ridiculous Like, we that don't care is. about concussions or anything. But. Right, yeah. So don't get me started on that. <laughs> I want to get into the story a little bit about my about why I'm a Chiefs fan. I got to hear this, so yeah. You got to hear this. So, I, so we're going to segue a little bit more into the NFL stuff because I had you over anticipating just doing an NFL segment and we've talked about everything, <laughs> a little NFL, but mostly just life stuff, which is cool. I, I don't talk. Yeah. Uh, you, dude, you're, you're just <laughs> flapping your jaw over there. It's awesome. <laughs> I this, can't, this, like I said. It's the best best thing. Something I wanted to do, man, and I appreciate it, that I, I'm your first. That's, yeah. You'll never be able to take that away. That is true. <laughs> Unless we hit the lead on the file. But <laughs> Joe, Joe's like, oh, crap. I forgot to press record. <laughs> oh. Hey, guys, we got to start over. <laughs> well, we have nothing to talk about yeah, anymore. Right. Yeah, well, well, we're just getting into it. So, um, so I, and I told the story in the first episode, so I'll try to be brief, but um, so my NFL allegiance has been very 
sporadic. Like sure. I've never really like my dad was never really a, he he kind of like watched football just kind of for the entertainment. Never really a fan. He's more of a Dallas Cowboys fan sure. for everything. He lived in Texas for twenty years. He's from Detroit, but okay. lived in Texas for a long time. So to so. stop you there, where yeah. where were you born originally? Were you? I was born in Houston actually. Okay. So um, I was born in Houston. Uh, my parents were living there at the time. And when I was one, my dad bought a small business up in Gaylord, so okay. in northern Michigan, about an hour south of the bridge. Sure. Um, and so I grew up there. Um, my sisters were born there. We lived there. I lived there up until 2013 is when I moved to okay. Grand Rapids. Um, well, that explains you're not having an allegiance. You had the Lions to watch. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everybody around me was a Lions fan, but I really enjoyed the sport of football. Mm-hmm. And... My thought process is I have a limited amount of, of bandwidth to watch this sport. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to subject myself every Sunday to watching bad football. Like, I can watch good football or I can watch bad football. And as that's kind of progressed, my biggest beef with the Lions is ownership. Yeah. I am not going to... I, I, I'm not going to support the Lions until the ownership changes hands. The Fords are gone. Yes. Once the Fords well, are done. Now, I understand that... Um, there's risk to that. Well, I hold on. I understand that... What, what's her name? Uh, Martha just yep. stepped down. And yep. the daughter's handling it now. I, I don't know her name. Which could be a good thing. It m- may spark some change. Let's hope. Uh, it could. Um, but it's just... there. You can see a pattern of just not really desiring to be competitive. You right. see you, you watch watch what the good teams do. Right. And then watch what the Detroit Lions do. And you've got good teams, then you've got as to quote Billy Bean, you got good teams, you got fifty feet of crap, and then you got the Detroit Lions. <laughs> right. So right. I I'm just I've been Lions free for a long time because they just make bad decision after bad decision. Yeah. And to be fair, there is a lot of bad luck that comes with the Lions. Like they they have gotten hosed from the call so many different things. I it's it's odd. It's a little bit bizarre to me in that standpoint. But you have a rule named after Calvin Johnson. I know. I know. The 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 logic is though is that when uh, opportunity meets preparedness, that's when you get luck. Right. So. I, something's off in that whole process for them because right. they they just have terrible luck. So I've just been an NFL fan in general, um, not really gravitating toward any sort of team. Yeah, that changed um, at the beginning of this year. Great timing, by the way. Now hear me out. It's been this this long, and you picked the lead. This seems oddly okay. the timing here. You're gonna understand after I'm done with <laughs> okay, the story. Okay, fair. So, um, so back in January, um, we so we lost my grandma back in January, and so my grandpa is my last remaining grandparent. Okay. So we went down in January for the funeral, and my grandpa lives in Pittsburgh, Kansas, which is about an hour and a half due south of Kansas City. Sure. Um, he's been a diehard Chiefs fan his entire life, mm-hmm. and I. The Chiefs have been in my lifetime a very mediocre franchise. They've been they've had some good years, yeah, mostly bad years. I love the Trent Green years. In the, Trent, Trent Green and Tony Gonzalez, those were great. Yeah, years. Tony Gonzalez, <laughs> he's he's the goat as far as tight ends. I mm-hmm. think Gronk's maybe chasing him a little bit, but if he sticks to it a few more years, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so Tony Gonzalez is is he's he's great. So we so we were so we all go down there for the funeral, and on Sunday was the AFC Championship game. Nice. And okay. so we're watching the Kansas City Chiefs, which, by the way, um, a little side note, I 
my my new vice is doing a little bit of betting on games okay. and against the spread. And I took out so you can't bet in Michigan, you can't yep. bet in Illinois, but you can bet in Indiana. <laughs> so there's about a 30 minute window on the trip from Grand Rapids to Pittsburgh, Kansas, where you have to drive through Indiana, uh-huh. so your phone knows where you're at. And so I took out Thor's hammer, and I hammered the Chiefs <laughs> to beat those Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game. It worked out pretty good. And I also hammered the Packers, so it didn't work out that great. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Got to start here. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, back to it. So, um, so we watched the AFC Championship game, and you know, my my grandpa, who's in his late nineties looks at me with tears in his eyes at like right after the game's over yeah. and he's like the last time the chiefs were in the super bowl was against packers i well super bowl four yep. the last time they were in the super bowl i woke up at 3 30 in the morning to to listen to them on the radio mm-hmm. when i was stationed in vietnam wow so my grandpa's in the air force for a long time he re- he retired the air force he's been in there he i knew that he was in the korean conflict mm-hmm. i'd never heard him talk about vietnam before Really? First time in my life. I had no idea he was in Vietnam. Huh. So that opened up like Pandora's box. So now I'm very curious. And so fast forward a little bit. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's awesome. I hammer the Chiefs again. So on the way back to – so the, the uh, Packers lost to the 49ers. On my you way just back bring home, that up again. Yeah, just <laughs> rub it in. So after the Packers lost to the 49ers <laughs> – uh, so coming back to Indiana, I took out Thor's hammer and hammered the Chiefs again mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and they won, which was awesome. So, um, so through that, really developed a little bit of an allegiance to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know they made me some money. I'm okay with that. So um, about two weeks after the Super Bowl, my cousin Max, who lives in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. had um, hit. He he's a big basketball player. He okay. plays for a. Uh, a smaller high school in Indiana, but they're very competitive. And Indiana's all hoops, man. They yeah. love yep. their basketball in Indiana. Yep. And so they had their their playoff tournament that weekend. So my grandpa flew up. I drove down, and we're all staying with my, my aunt and uncle and Max to watch him play basketball. Yeah. We start talking, and the night kind of progresses. People go to bed. Eventually, it's just me and him sitting at the table drinking bourbon. And and we're just having a great conversation. He's starting to tell me things about Vietnam. He's telling yeah. me things about, you know, his life and all this stuff. And so I pull out my phone. I press record. I put it on the table. And we talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. So after that, I haven't listened to it yet. I'll listen to it someday. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. But that's really what got the wheels turning for this podcast. Okay. I was like, this was really cool. I could do this and put good content out there. I could do this with... You know, family members, friends, yeah. people that I don't know, and we can talk about we can talk about anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, and but the best thing about this is that you know you have to go out and you have have drinks with a few friends, and it's not like at a bar where you're just screaming in, you can't hear anything. But you like you go to a friend's house, you're having a couple of drinks, you're hanging out, and you just have these like great conversations. Yeah. Like, what if you could capture that? And as we've seen, it just goes by like nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's really what got the wheels turning. And to be frank. I picked a great, very convenient time Certainly. to be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think that, you well, know, my I, I'll, I'll stick to it. To touch on that, and, and that's the thing. Like, as, as long as you stick with it, that's the key. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you look at the Packers when, when right before I was born through the 80s, just just not good teams for a long time. Yeah. Brett Favre walks it, you know, gets, gets traded Brett from the Favre. Falcons. 
one of my favorite NFL players of all time. I'm Love a young Brett kid. Favre. I'm impressionable. Like I, I know I like football. I, I enjoy football. I watched Barry Sanders growing up in Michigan, yep. of course. Brett Favre, man. Like mm-hmm. just watching him go out there. The guy is having the time of his life at all times. Yep. He's fun. He's a gunslinger. He's fearless. Yep. That's that's what turned me on. Obviously, they they had a lot of very good teams through the '90s and the 2000s, and that's why for me as a fan, it's hard to complain. Because we went from Brett Favre for you know fifteen years to it's an embarrassment of riches. Is it truly it is. is. Yeah. But then you look at like why do we only have two championships? And it's so frustrating when you look at a team like Kansas City. They had a hundred and seventy six dollars in cap space going into this offseason. <laughs> they pay Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. <laughs> they, they pay broke Chris his Jones ass off <laughs> a huge contract. Like what are we doing that we can't figure? We've got twelve million dollars in cap space. You telling me Snacks Harrison doesn't want to come play in Green Bay and beat the crap out of Detroit twice a year? <laughs> Our run defense sucks, as we saw in the San Francisco game. Uh, <laughs> you they, know, so. they cut their punter. You make it like oh, $2 million a year. Fantastic. <laughs> That's where they pull that from. So, you know, oh, it, it's man. hard to complain when you've watched, you know, when I've watched, witnessed so many great moments and whatnot, but it's like, God, you know, we all want championships for yeah, our team. Yeah, for sure. We do. Why are we not doing the same thing? Why Why are we drafting Jordan Love in the first round, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. Let me, let me pause here real quick. Yeah. So you're watching the draft, and you see... <laughs> hold on. This is, we're going to build up to this. Yes. So... I think the Packers were well. They they were the third place team, so they they were picking thirtieth, right? Yes. Okay. And all of a sudden, da 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 da, the Packers trade up to twenty six overall. Yep. What are you thinking? <sighs> like what? Like okay, you see so, the, you see the board. You know you you as a fan, you know what they need as far as pieces go. Yep. You heard Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show <laughs> earlier talking about how you he wants. Like he was a like weapon. he said very passively aggressively he was like well we haven't drafted an offensive player in the first since round since him since him yeah <laughs> he was the last one in two thousand five so yeah so it's very painful to talk about um, <laughs> so we're sitting there this is the most loaded wide receiver class we've had in who knows how long so we're we're getting in the middle of the the first and I'm thinking man we we could realistically like if we want to go all in. This would be the time to do it. We could get a Jerry Judy. We could get a C.D. Lamb. We're down to six, pick 16, Like even if it costs a first next year. Our defense is, is much improved. Granted, our run defense still sucks, but we've, we've got cap space. We can make some moves, and especially after you know we went all in on free agency last year. I'm like, this is a new regime. This is not Ted Thompson's Packers. We're, we're going to be aggressive. We want to get that championship. Gunta Kuntz. Whatever yes, his name that's is. my boy. Well, it was. It <laughs> was, yeah. Right. <laughs> now, I, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll, this, we'll see where know, it goes. We'll see four years from now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But when you have who, who many players and critics alike think is the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. Now, Mahomes may have something to say about that in a, you know, a decade from now, but... Yeah, he's in the conversation, yeah. How, however you shake it, whoever you put You know, you against, do a head-to-head against Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady has the rings, but... And this year we'll see. Is it more Belichick or is it more Brady? We'll see. So we we get to halfway through. You know they they do the little run on receivers, and I'm like, me as a fan, I'm like, we really don't need 
receivers. And and the reason I say that is you look at what Rodgers has turned other receivers that obviously weren't drafted in the first round into over the years. Usually it's year three or four. They start blossoming and they really take off. You look at Donald, obviously, Favre Jordy was, Nelson. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, yeah. Greg Jennings, yep. Devontae Adams. I mean, they were all, none of them were first round picks. Yep. But year three hits and they just, they flip the switch. So I'm like, you know, especially this year, we've got, uh, Alan Lazard going into year two. We got MVS going into year three. Um, and all reports say that he looks like he's taking this very seriously, which is great. So I'm like, I'm not too worried about Who is about MVS, it. by the way? Uh, Marquez Valdez Scant- Scantling. Okay. I um, understand why you abbreviated it yes, now. Okay. I don't like yep. saying that. Um, you know, and then we signed Devin Funches. I'm like, look, Devin Funches is underrated. He had a bad, bad deal last year. Yeah. He's a stud. Look what he did with Cam Newton in, in, in Carolina. Yeah, not, no absolutely. disrespect to Cam Newton, but he's, he's not your prototypical yeah. Pocket passer. Yep. Um, you know, he broke his collarbone week one last year. Great. He's going to have his best year he's ever had. We're going to have our best number two that we've had in a while. Of course, he opts out due to COVID, but yep. which, hey, got a new family. That's on him. Then we get to Philadelphia, and I'm I'm super high on Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson. Great LSU Tiger. Yep. Had a great year. And I'm like, I'm screaming at the TV. They took Rieger. We've got to trade up now. It's, I think, pick 23. Minnesota trades up. I'm like, son oh. of a bitch. Like, it, that's, that's yeah. who they're taking. Sure enough, Justin Jefferson at LSU. Okay. All right. Well, we've still got some talent. Uh, you know, even if we wait till want Lose him to the division rival. That's Even sucks. worse. And then they get Yannick Ngakwe today yeah. or yesterday or whatever it was. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, so maybe we're just going to sit there, take BPA. That's fine. Uh, that's what Ted Thompson did. I'm okay with it. Uh, and this this draft is deep enough. We'll be able to get a receiver later. Cool. Green Bay Packers have traded up. Okay, great. I know we signed Kirksey. We let Martinez go. I don't like. I've never been a Martinez fan. Patrick Queen sitting there. Awesome. Let's go get Patrick Queen. We've got him playing next to Kirksey. Um, I I know our our defensive coordinator shall so <laughs> remain un, unnamed. Um. Mike Pettit. Did he not get fired after that game? He should have been. He should have been. So that's embarrassing. That's 186 yards before contact in an uh, NFC Championship game. Okay, Justin, that's enough. Good <laughs> hell. Like, so that's Lions like. The problem that I have with Pettin. Now his defense were great in in New York back in the day. Yep. He had a solid defense in Cleveland, but he had three studs play in the defensive line. We don't have. We have Kenny Clark, who's a phenomenal nose tackle. <laughs> but after that, we have Lowry and uh, Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're just not going to stop the run with that. Blake Martinez is not a downhill, meet you at the line of scrimmage type right. of linebacker. He's not. Yep. You know, his average depth at, before contact was 4.8 yards. Yep. I like Kirksey. Kirksey's an upgrade. He's faster. He's better in coverage. But we need another guy that's going to get up there, get his face in the right in the line of scrimmage. Patrick Queen's that guy. This is, this is it. We're going we're gonna to do it. And with and then the 26th I'm, I'm, pick I'm of thinking the 2020 like, NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select. <laughs> I'm thinking this is not Ted Thompson's Packers. I would expect there to be a quarterback here if Ted Thompson was still in charge. No way we're going to do that now. We're, we're one game from the NFC Championship. We can't do that, right? Yeah. Jordan Love. What in <laughs> – I mean, I – yelled some obscenities i woke my kids up uh my wife stayed up long enough to witness that oh i was God. heated jordan love has potential he's but a th- project this is the he's problem a project that's exactly right this is the problem with that pick this is not aaron Rodgers falling on a fluke 
to Green Bay. Right. Aaron Rodgers was unquestionably the one A to or the one B to, to Alex Smith. Yeah. It was one of those two that were going to take and be yeah. taken. They were the best quarterbacks. The Packers were not planning on drafting Aaron Love. That's right. They they were sitting there at twenty four or yep. whatever it was, and he fell to them. And they're like, "Well, w- what the hell are y'all doing?" Like Brett had been talking potentially yes. retirement at he that time. He had been flirting with retirement yeah. for a couple of years at that point, and that's the only thing I know about Brett Favre yeah. is that he 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 supposedly yes. was going to retire he, like seven times. He almost times. retired after every like season five his last, yeah. So, it, it, you know, people that want to say, oh, look at the, it's not the same. It's not the same situation at, at all. And I get it. Matt LaFleur is not married to Aaron Rodgers. Matt LaFleur wants to carve his own path. And yep. I, I, I respect that. Yep, that's fine. That's fair. Matt LaFleur also was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, as I'm screaming for two seasons. Give Derrick Henry the ball between the tackles. <laughs> yeah. And look what happens the first year it happens. You want to know something funny? What's that? So, in the first round of the playoffs last year, uh-huh. Patriots, Tennessee Titans. Oh, it's a terrible matchup for the Patriots. Listen to this. I hammered the Titans. Yeah. Plus 10 and a I half. I did too. They were plus 10 and a half. Yep. And I hammered the Titans. I'm like, look, I don't think they're going to win, but they're not going to lose. The, the Patriots have... Like, three white receivers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, That's a Bill Belichick staple. Right. It works. I don't understand it. They, their offense has been anemic. They lost to the, the Miami Dolphins last week with Ryan Fitzmagic, which, yeah. good for him, by the way. I love Fitz. Yeah. I love <laughs> That Ma- beard is juicy. Yes. He, he, <laughs> great dude. But the, the Miami Dolphins were trying to lose, and yeah. they beat the Patriots in the last round. The Patriots, if they win that game, they've got a first round bye. The Patriots were not they they were trying to win that game and they lost to the Dolphins. Well, in and to that point, that that just tells me how good of a coach Flores is. That yes. team after yes. unloading everybody had Getting no to, business uh, winning any games last yeah. year. They were an awful roster. You're right. You're right. Their front office was tanking and Flores yeah. was like, "Well, screw those yeah. guys. We'll, we'll, we're not going to do that. I don't I don't give a damn what 53 guys we got. You're we're going to play take as hard as 50 can. guys and we're going to win." Yep. Yep. And like I said, the, again, respect to LaFleur. He wants to carve his own path. But when you come into a situation like that, you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. In his. Who on a down year, may I remind everybody, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. And that's his down year. Yes, it's not what you are accustomed to seeing out of Aaron Rodgers. He has Devontae Adams and nobody else. (laughs) You know, I. I, It bothers. So I'm not a Packers fan. This is my objective opinion. It bothers me that. So last year was Matt LaFleur's first year, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Aaron Rodgers year. Aaron Rodgers in a new system. Yep. 26 and 4. Yep. Wins the division. First round by. Wins the first game of the playoffs against a really good Seattle Seahawks team, which record didn't show. They were hot coming in. Great. They beat San Francisco. They're great. In San Francisco. Yes. And that last game of the season, which, by the way, that San Francisco Seattle game, phenomenal great game. Great game. It inches what it came down to. I don't. I don't know that call at the end of the game. I actually didn't watch that game, but I don't know which way that call should have gone. Right. It was. It was so. It was too close to call. You. You got to go with whatever was on the field yep. at that point. But how? Like it was that they were that close to being a number one seed. Yep. Was it okay? 
So the NFC West is stacked yep. that year, and the the Packers beat them yep. at home, albeit. And then Aaron Rodgers goes out, and their defense gets their ass kicked yep. in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and all of a sudden, their front office and coach are ready to move on. So, and, and this this gets brought up occasionally. Um, uh, again, being a Packers fan, obviously, I have some bias. I have have some skin in the game here. However, I'm also a football fan first. I, I I love looking at breakdowns. I love looking at, you know, intangibles and measurables and, and statistics. And so Aaron Rodgers in the games that he's lost in the playoffs, his defense has given up 38 points a game. Good hell. What on earth are you supposed to do when you're def- I mean, you can only do so. You have to play a perfect game every single time. Yep. You look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he's done a lot of great things, obviously. Uh, Won a lot of great games. Uh, His losses, he averages 22 points a game for his defense. That's, uh, I'm not good at math, but that's a 16-point differential. (laughs) Yeah. So, and and, and again, props to Tom Brady for, he has taken a lot of uh, team-friendly contracts and whatnot. Good for him for going out and getting paid in Tampa Bay. I miss the days where it was that easy to just stick them, you know, in your in your elbow and yeah. and and fall asleep. Uh, it's wonderful. Like there's so many. I I love having just a little squishy baby. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we we I don't know if you saw the pictures, but we bought our kids this this really sweet bunk bed and and oh nice. They're they're pretty good about it. Um, but you'll still get those occasional lights. And and my oldest the other night was talking about this monster that's that's purple and has black hair and i'm like what are you talking about where do you see this thing like in the closet i said i shut the closet every night for the for that exact reason so where are you really seeing this what did you watch while i wasn't at home that's hilarious uh, you know so you know they'll, they'll like yesterday they came in at 5 30 i'm like uh. come on dude <laughs> like go back to sleep it's like the worst time because if it's at like two in the morning yeah you can reconcile you know and go, back. go back to sleep yes you and then you'll go back to sleep because <sighs> But at five thirty, it's like, well, now I'm up, so I might well, as well. They're, just deal they're with at the it. age now where I can go out. I'll go in the living room. I'll lay, lay down on the couch. Dad's going back to sleep. Okay, Dad, yep. turn on the TV. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my yeah. oldest knows how to work the remote and everything. It's smart TV. Like, find what you want to watch. Just, just shush. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. If you're still listening to this, you're one of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet. I'm going to continue to publish updates, clips, and all that good stuff on all different social media platforms at Rakowski Podcast. You can follow, like, subscribe, and share, which would be much appreciated in this podcast's infancy. So I want to thank you all, and I hope you look forward to tuning into the next episode.